Welcome to The Leaders We Need. I am your host, Joel Harder. On today's episode, we're going to listen to a conversation that I had with Daryl Baskin on his radio show, The Future of Real Estate, which airs every Saturday on 102.3 KMRG's News and Talk out of Tulsa. Daryl is a great friend, and he has his hand in a lot of different projects, real estate in the Tulsa market, as you can imagine, as well as his radio show. But Daryl is also a big part of the Governor's Prayer Breakfast. He actually handles the live stream component of the Governor's Prayer Breakfast, which is what allows us to engage host sites across the state. You know, one of the things that makes the Oklahoma Governor's Prayer Breakfast so truly unique in the world of governmental prayer breakfasts is that this is not just about getting in the room with all the people that are in power. This is truly about engaging the state to join and unite to pray for the leadership of Oklahoma and for all in Oklahoma to thrive. And the host site model is a big part of how we do that. Registration is now open and you can go to prayforoklahoma.com, learn more about the prayer breakfast, uh, about our keynote speaker that we've booked for this next year. You can sign up to become a table host. You can also sign up to become a host site and bring the prayer breakfast to you. This conversation happened last week and then aired on Saturday on November 14th, and we talked about a number of different things, including uh, the overall work of Capital Culture, the prayer breakfast itself, but also just taking a look at the state of politics and political discourse in Oklahoma and across the nation now that we're right at two weeks post the election. I know you're going to really enjoy this conversation, and I'm really grateful to Daryl for having me on his show and allowing us to re-air that segment of his show on The Leaders We Need. You can check out the full episode from last week at his website, and we'll link to that in the show notes. Well, let's get to the conversation that I had with Daryl Baskin on the future of real estate, 102.3 KMRG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Capital culture has enabled a different and a new atmosphere in state politics. This is The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast going beyond the politics and policies to focus on the people who lead in our communities, states, and nation. Conversations that restore the civility we need in our politics while promoting the integrity we need in our leaders. The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a resource from Oklahoma Capital Culture. President and CEO of Capital Culture and the chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. This, Joel, our community spotlight here in the program and normally we wouldn't really be talking about something like this, but it's so relevant to us today that I think every bit of insight from your, uh, your podcast that I've, I've listened to, I've not read your book. I'm interested in more of what you have to say uh, post-election. What, what would you tell people about uh, politics in Oklahoma today? Well, Daryl, thank you so much for having me and for really having this conversation You know, we are just a week and a half or so after the election. And one of the things that we know is 
clearly evident in Oklahoma and across our nation is that leaders do matter. And leadership and leaders consume so much of our attention, particularly in politics. We are so focused on elections. If you've ever heard the phrase that the next election is the most important election of our lifetime, well, then you believe that leaders matter. But what I really have discovered and so much of my work is built around is helping people to understand and to realize that their voice can be heard, they can make their voice heard, and they can engage in the political process with political leaders beyond just the ballot box. So here we are a week and a half later, and your voice is just as needed and just as important to engaging leaders but to do so in a way that really does break through the incivility that we we sense is gripping our politics. Wait a minute, and in Joel. Oklahoma. Joel, yeah. so I thought that you were going to tell us that we should make a hateful rant on Facebook and see how many friends we can win <laughs> and, and how much well, progress we could make. Well, I'm sorry to disappoint you. That's uh, um, there are plenty of others that would that would that would tell you that, but it's not helping. I mean, we can see it over the last many years uh, that leaders come and go, the pendulum swings from one party to the next, but the hostility and the tension that's gripping our political discourse it's continuing to grow. That is so true. What do we do about it, though? Because part of, I think part of people's reaction is feeling like they've been pushed in a corner and they want to speak their minds. But what what happened to, well, I disagree with how you how you I, I disagree with what you've said and we can still be friends. Why is right. why is there such a division today? You know, I think a big part of the process that we've kind of lost sight of is we are well aware that we have a lot of differences and disagreements but we've lost sight of how important those disagreements are and really the things that that we disagree on those things that uh, that maybe put us in tension with others and other ideas they're not a problem to be navigated they're actually our greatest asset and greatest resource you know in my work with leaders in the Oklahoma state capitol and in Washington DC you know i i often tell them you know, it's no surprise that our leaders disagree, but we may be surprised to know that they're not supposed to agree. Our, our leaders represent diverse districts and different constituencies, and they come to leadership with different principles and priorities in mind. And when we send them to the Capitol, we don't send them there to agree. We send them there to champion their principles, but to bring those principles into fruitful dialogue with others in order to find a more sophisticated, a, a better path forward. The disagreements that we have can sharpen our ideas to create better solutions. And that's really what we need. Uh, part of the reason why we maybe have fallen into this, this trap of just being divided and hostile towards opposing ideas is, is we don't just see another person's point of view as being valid because it's theirs, but also valuable to us. That's why I really love to focus on state and local politics. And I get to see this so much in the Oklahoma State Capitol that there are elected representatives and state senators that are representing different districts. And sometimes the priorities of their districts 
are in alignment, but sometimes they're in conflict. But I get to watch as they bring those differences into fruitful dialogue and really find better solutions. And it doesn't get the press it deserves. Uh, It doesn't get the headlines, but it is happening. And my encouragement to everybody listening to this conversation and to those who would read the book and engage with the work we're doing at Capital Culture is to know that these kinds of conversations are happening and the kinds of leaders we need are serving and there can be more. And we need your help to engage them in a way that encourages that kind of civility and integrity in their leadership. You're listening to The Future of Real Estate and talking with my guest, Joel Harder, author of When Leaders Matter, president and CEO of Capital Culture and chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives. One of your recent podcasts, Joel, you talked about the the need for clicks in our media and where that is driving us and timing of presentations of things and really kind of how it all sucks us in and we don't even like our neighbors anymore. And how would you speak to that? I know you've talked about it some, but this is no longer about the political nature of an elected official. This is about us as neighbors and how we can be influential leaders within our own families and our groups where, where we may be influential. What's your advice? Yeah, I will share just a few quick things uh, to answer that question. The first is this. Um, try to focus less on national politics and more on state and local. Uh, You know, living in representative democracy, having the ability to engage leaders and to advocate for the things we believe in, that is a unique blessing that we should all uh, we should all take advantage of and not take for granted. But when we focus closer to home, to the places where we live and work, um, there's a strategic advantage to that to that proximity you have to those leaders. And actually, the closer you get to home, there tends to be an ability to look at the problems that we're facing with a greater level of sophistication. You know, our solutions uh, aren't quite so binary or partisan. There's either a right solution or a left solution, but there really is a more comprehensive and complex solution. And we just have a greater ability to find that when we focus closer to home. There's an old adage that a pothole knows no party. And that really is true. So my first piece of advice is just focus a little closer to home and recognize that you really can't engage those leaders serving uh, nearest to where you live and work. The next thing is really to pay attention to the way in which the media and social media is operating. Uh, And Arthur Brooks has written a great book uh, called um, Love Your Enemies, How Decent People Can Save America from the Culture of Contempt. And he talks about the outrage industrial complex. And there is great Um, There's a great advantage and a great opportunity that social media gives us to engage online, and you can do that, and you can do it well, but also recognize that there is uh, an underlying motivation, and and these systems do operate uh, in a way that is geared towards engaging clicks, getting eyeballs on on their site, and we need to make a conscious effort to uh, to tune out those those things that are really trying to feed into that contempt that we feel. And again, go back to 
uh, this understanding that that our differences are not a problem to be navigated, but they are a great resource to us if we're willing to, with grace and with sincerity, um, engage with them. Often, I tell leaders that you know one of the greatest forms of wisdom that they can they can employ when they lead is is what's often referred to as being easily entreated. And the way I I define that is to listen to the views of another uh, with a willingness to be convinced, never abandoning your own principles or convictions, but to truly listen to those other points of view and see where you can really gain value from them and arrive at a better solution. And the last thing I would simply say is you can be part of this process of reshaping the culture that is dominating our political discourse. It's not just our leaders who who shape this culture. We do look to our leaders and they serve a very important function and and they in many ways set the tone, but we are all responsible for the culture in which we live and you can begin engaging leaders today and shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership. And that's what my book is really about. It lays out a three-step approach of how everyday people from all walks of life can do this. You say a three-step approach, and I kind of chuckle. Uh, It's almost like a recovery program. I'm recovering from being uh, bitter and angry and uh, disagreeable and understanding how to communicate with someone uh, civilly again. And people want to. People really want to. I cite a study in the book from an organization called More in Common. In 2018, they found that 93% of Americans are tired of the incivility and they are tired of the partisanship and they want uh, the parties and the elected leaders to work together. And we're not talking, you know, 51% or 63%, 93% of Americans want this. And so we can be really encouraged. And in many ways, when you look at the results of this previous election, it's it's beginning to bear that out. You know, our, our elected representation in Washington and in states across the nation uh, is as balanced as it's been in a long time. And so be encouraged that, that you're not alone, that People want the incivility to go away. They want the parties to work together. They want real solutions, not not partisan solutions. And so be encouraged and be part of this process, and you can do it. We're speaking with Joel Harder here listening to The Future of Real Estate, our community spotlight, which has stepped a little bit outside of maybe our norm of something just right here in Tulsa. And it came to me as, as I was so proud. I mean, I just swelled with pride at the Oklahoma governor's prayer breakfast. And what, and, and this was earlier in the year. When was it? I, I forgot. It was in February. Yeah, we, we hold the governor's prayer breakfast on the Tuesday after President's Day in February. So it's early in the legislative session before they, before they begin that work of, uh, of legislating. Well, it, it was such an amazing event, and it wasn't a, a preachy ser- church service. It wasn't about uh, Republican or Democrat. It was about uh, bringing our state together under one focus to make it a better place for our people and supporting our leaders. And it really, I have to commend you on, on what an amazing job you all did at Capital Culture putting that together. Can you comment more on where all this came about? The prayer breakfast was kind of born out of 
a lot of the work that I've been doing for a number of years uh, in Washington, D.C. with elected leaders and for the past four years in the Oklahoma State Capitol and conversations I had with Governor Stitt about the opportunity for an event just like uh, the Oklahoma Governor's Prayer Breakfast here. And, you know, we're living in a day and age in which it seems as though there's no end to the ways that we are inventing to divide ourselves. And in such an environment, I, I look to those things that truly do bring us together. And I am a chaplain. Uh, I'm the chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, and, and I a large part of my work is offering invocations at the beginning of legislative sessions, uh, at different events uh, around the Capitol, and praying with elected leaders on both sides of the aisle and from all across the state and in urban and rural districts. And, and what I've discovered is that prayer uh, is one of those things that does bring people together. And, you know, not everybody does pray, uh, and we all come from different backgrounds and traditions, but everybody can pray. And in that way, when we look at this one activity, uh, whatever your particular belief or perspective on prayer is, it's that moment to simply pause and to stand shoulder to shoulder and desire good for one another. And that is really, I think, the story of the governor's prayer breakfast is it didn't necessarily focus on a particular tradition, uh, didn't even focus on a particular um, faith perspective or background. It simply was if you are willing to come together and desire good for our leaders as they begin that important task of of crafting policy that will affect so many in our state, and also to desire good for all in Oklahoma, then you can join us. And it was remarkable because we see so much the division in our in our politics all across our nation. And on that day, we had you know the majority of the legislature, we had constitutional officers, we had those in the executive branch, uh, members of the judiciary, those in the federal delegation, uh, come together. Uh, and and desire good for one another. And we really saw that this narrative of how divided we are kind of fall apart. We also, really thanks to, to your support and work, Daryl, we were able to create a live stream component and bring together host sites. We had over 40 host sites across the state. So it wasn't just about engaging a limited number of people in that one room in Oklahoma City, but we had uh, people across the state participating with us. We just opened registration for the next Oklahoma Governor's Prayer Breakfast, and so we're going to do it again. And our goal is to is to again focus on uniting Oklahomans through prayer, desiring good for one another, and engaging. Our goal is ambitious, but we want to engage a host site in every county in Oklahoma. Uh, on February 16th, 2021. Well, let's do that. And I, I really love your statement, desiring good for one another. If you want to, to feel good and just watch something that leaves you feeling like, wow, that was time so well spent, is the, is the broadcast of this year's prayer breakfast still available? It is. If you go to prayforoklahoma.com, that's prayforoklahoma.com, you can watch the entire 
uh, prayer breakfast from this past year. Uh, we created a, a series of prayer tools and resources, storytelling and videos of different challenges that we have as a state uh, and ways that you can be engaging in those areas, such as criminal justice, foster care, education. Uh, and you can watch the entire broadcast and you can also learn about the upcoming prayer breakfast and even uh, sign up to be a table host or to be a host site in your community. You can bring the prayer breakfast to your community and you can you can go and register now and, and sign up and reach out for more information at PrayForOklahoma.com. Author of When Leaders Matter, you can find out WhenLeadersMatter.org, is that correct? Uh, .com, WhenLeadersMatter.com. And uh, President and CEO of Capital Culture, Chaplain of the Oklahoma House of Representatives, Joel Harder. Thank you, Joel, and thank you for the work that you do. Oh, it's, it's my pleasure. Thank you. Thank you for listening to The Leaders We Need with Joel Harder, a podcast from Oklahoma Capital Culture. Oklahoma Capital Culture is a nonprofit organization shaping a culture of civility, integrity, and servant leadership among policymakers through nonpolitical and nonpartisan engagement. Learn more about Oklahoma Capital Culture and how you can help shape the leadership culture at www.capitalculture.com. Original music heard on The Leaders We Need, provided by Scott Allen Matthews at mypodcastmusic.com.